We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, I just, my voice again. Too bad it's like my instrument. Whatever. It'll get better. Grant Bills, Paul Emig. It's mm-hmm day. It's also, as we release this, it is tailgate day. It is tailgate day. Matt in the Falls had asked me if I'm nervous. I told him I'm excited for it to be a memory. I just want it to go well. I think it will. I think we're going to be prepared. My alarm went off so I could wake up to do this. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to be prepared. I think I'm going to, I'm bringing name tags. Are you really? <laughs> I think we should. That's, that's sick. Let's go. And, uh, and I'm bringing waters because now it's going to be like a fucking hundred. And they told us our Apple weather app was wrong. Yeah, now they're telling us we're still wrong because feels like doesn't count. Well, then why'd you post it? I'm a meteorologist. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, I'm also, um, what? I just feel like Apple weather's close enough. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not the best, but the ballpark is fine. It's going to be hot as hell. And they told us that we were wrong. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference between 100 and 110? <laughs> yeah miserable versus a little bit more miserable i think we'll be okay i think we'll be okay just I don't like fake on me i also like that you just scheduled it not only did of course you do it on like the hottest day ever but there's a there's an event happening downtown milwaukee on the same day so i'm sure traffic will be very easy for you all well who's like can you go to the debate i don't know how that works I signed up to win a package from the Ron DeSantis ca- uh, campaign to spend the day with him and to come to Milwaukee to enjoy the debate with a front row seat, but I did not win. So whoever won that is getting to go. I don't know about the rest of the crowd. I mean, I'll look right now for tickets. Is it a ticket thing? Like you can just like. Well, because I, I don't think they want. Because um, they don't just want like a group of liberals to get in there and like boo everything the event is not open to the general public there you go 
you that have to sense. know someone politically connected to get in. Your boys okay. with Dan Schaefer, aren't you? Can he get you in? Oh, is Dan going his press? Oh, well, I, I'm 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 busy. I have a tailgate. Post game show though, after the debate, a wrap up, a, a debate wrap up. That would be electric. Oh, like the spin room. We'll do our own spin room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Well, speaking of anything else, <laughs> um, great to be with you, boys. Grant Bills, Paul Emig. Mm-hmm. I put my kid to bed the other night. My kid at night is getting like weird that he doesn't want to be around me. Oh no! Only at night. Is that like mom time for him? No, he says that's when daddy work on his computer. <laughs> so it's like cats in the cradle over here. Oh yeah, for sure. That's rough. Now, as as I've mentioned, I'm in this period where I mean we have the tailgate. So, oh my God, guys, how long can I ride this out? You sound like RFK. <laughs> Junior. Yeah. 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 Um my son won't see me before he goes to bed. And I don't know why. What was I saying? You were, I don't know. Trying oh, to change. I have the tailgate. Yeah. I worked on Monday, August 21. My next scheduled day that I have a shift is Sunday, September 3. So am I on vacation or unemployed. <laughs> you're you're on unpaid time off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with mm-hmm. that. I agree with Paul. Mm-hmm. Well, let's ask a couple questions. I have a I have one that I'm really excited with, and I hope you'll let me start with it. Can I can we begin with a Chuck and Winkler question? Sure. All right. This one. This one I think will be a good discussion at the old tailgate. <clears throat> and I preface this part, I shouldn't have to, but I'll do it for the sake of your audience. And, uh, you know, the, all forms of Chuck and Winkler were things I enjoyed. All right. You know that. Um, the Chuck and Winkler show, Chuck and Winkler, was at its best when Bart and Chuck did not like each other. Mm hmm. Or mm hmm. Bart, your thoughts. I've I've thought about this question constantly since the reunion episode last week. Well, one thing that Jake had told me or or tweeted was he thought it was too pleasant this last episode, but towards the end he thought he could feel, and I I didn't I didn't I didn't agree with him, but I think like there needs maybe there needs to be the threat of it blowing up. Without it blowing up. Like, if you watch, if you listen to Chuck and Winkler, it needs to be like watching a guy on a tightrope. Like, walk across buildings. For like, sure. They're not. He's not going to do this if, if he's going to die in front of you. But th- he's on a tightrope between two buildings. He might die. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe people like that part of it. Um, for me... Like no, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to go back to that. 
Well, so I'll just I'll interject briefly just to say that I some of that couldn't have like some of that could not have been good. Oh, it was all good from a listener's perspective. Oh, it was very entertaining. Now, having said that, my brief interjection is to say that I remember messaging with you at the time where I said, I'm sure this is not good for you, Bart. Like, I'm sure this was, it was not when the things got really, really tense. And I'm sure it wasn't good for your like blood pressure and your heart rate. And I would not advise it as your friend to continue. It just wasn't probably probably wasn't good for you as a listener, though. Oh, my God. Those tense moments were <laughs> radio gold. Uh, I thought I, I thought it was great. Well, I don't, I don't like with all, with all the entertainment options out there in 2023, I don't think that, uh, listening to two like losers argue each other about respect is what anybody needs these days. It was more like, it was more when it was like the, now the alpha thing has become a joke between the two of you and between, you know, uh, but when it was like a real debate where it was like, no, 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 player. Like, this is what an alpha does. This is how an alpha talks. And when it was things like you saying like your babe. No, I would say your Babe Ruth stuff. But the one that sticks in my mind, and I I only think. Babe Ruth part- is fat and he sucks. I think you were only par- partially joking back in 2017 or 2018 in that time range when you said, if it would help the Brewers go to the World Series or win a World Series, you would jump onto the field to grab the ball and get arrested. And like, it was this whole long story that you had. And Chuck was like, Bart, you don't mean that. And you're like, yeah. no, I mean like if it's to help the Brewers win the world series, of course I would. Why wouldn't you? And he's like, you can't say that. You can't say that on the radio. <laughs> it was the most wonderfully awkward thing ever. Maybe. He also didn't like when um, I said, I want to I want to turn over a car at a parade. Oh yeah, that was another. One. But I would buy the car. I remember the. Yeah, market. I rem- Yeah, that's right. You be responsible it for its removal. That's right. I just want to experience flipping a car at a parade. I'm just gonna try to do my Chuck. Oh, Bart, oh. you just you can't. You yeah. can't you can't say it. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I forgot about the car flipping. How you had it all laid out. I will buy the car. I will do this. I will do that. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I say I say mm-mm. I'm saying mm-mm. At its best when you guys get along. Yeah. I both versions are great. Both versions are great. At its best when there was hatred boiling. Grand tailgate attender, your thoughts? Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I thought it, I don't think they needed to fight to be good. Correct. I think they I agree. could fight Agreed. too much, and then it would just be like, Ugh. and Bart would feel it. He'd be like, "We can't do this again today, Chuck. Yeah, we can't do this for a third straight hour." But it, it was entertaining. But you guys were great, even when you were in a good mood and you were getting along. Yep. It's not like you had to be arguing. And I do agree that if you did a show today, I think it would be different, Bart, because I, I don't know. I'm with you. Like I, 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 I think you've evened out. I've matured. You don't. You've matured. You've matured <laughs> so much. You're saying matured now. <laughs> matured. Um, I, you, yeah. I, have you I, matured I, to the point yet where you call it an envelope? 
I think I am an envelope guy. Oh, see, now that's a sign of maturing. I need an envelope. Maturity. <laughs> Maturity. Yeah, 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 envelopes. Envelope. Yeah, I go envelope. Well, really? That, you go aunt or aunt? Like oh, for aunt. your like for your uncle's wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aunt is the most pretentious thing. All right. Well, the answer is aunt, so you can take that pretentiousness and shove it because it's. You uh, say aunt. Uh, let me think about it in real. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even get my lips to do that. There, there's a U there. A U. My aunt Michelle. There is a U. Paul is correct. No. What about Auntie? Auntie Auntie Anne's pretzels. Like, is that where you're going? Auntie Annie's pretzels. I would say Auntie Anne. Oh, Auntie really? Anne sound a lot better. Oh, I would not. Auntie is like, hi, Auntie. Uh, say saying Aunt is like going to the front door of your house and going inside. Saying Aunt is like walking all the way around the house and then going. It's like you're stretching it out for no reason. <laughs> aunt. <clears throat> All right. Chuck would say. Happyplacehemp.com promo code BART. 25% off every order at happyplacehemp.com. I want to see you guys all with your eyes fried out when you get to the tailgate. <laughs> Is this the Bart Winkler tailgate? Nah. But maybe during the game. Uh promo code is BART, 25% off every single purchase every time you order when you go into the website you type in bart and it gives you 25 percent off every time even if you did it already even if you've never done it and you can go to muskego college court is where they're located across from maddie's and you could say they'll say how'd you hear about us and you'll say the bart winkler show and they'll be like oh, first guy ever to do that now but then they'll give you 25 percent off chris and rob say hi happy place hemp promo code bart <clears throat> send me a screenshot of your order i always like to see you dm it if you want my dms are open and still accessible until they take that away too happy promo code bart we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm here with Grant Bills and Paul Emig on today's episode. See, my voice is better. Mm-hmm. How great is this? Wow. I, I did go to bed last night pretty amped up to get to talk to you gentlemen this morning. I, I don't know what it is. This week, I was just, I was really looking forward to it. I was too. Mm-hmm. There are times, there are, there, there are, honestly, I mean this sincerely, there are times more than others where I'm just like, all right, let's, is, is it, is it time? Is it Tuesday morning? This was one of well, those. Things. So, uh, I did want to say that if I'm going to do like a some sort of show during the tailgate, we're going to be playing music, so it's not. Going yeah, to I am putting together a Bart Winkler show tailgate playlist on Spotify. I'm trying to remember all your old bumpers, oh. <laughs> and I I remember some, but I'm sure there's some that I'm forgetting. Well, make sure you get even flow. You gotta have even flow. You gotta rage against the machine. I, bulls on parade. Less I know, the better. And uh, that song by Caesar, jerk it out, shake it out, jerk, jerk it, it out, jerk it out. And then though it wasn't bumper music, I think you'll need a, a few hits by the band called The Weeknd. Yeah, correct. I think, I think that'll be just, you know, for storyline's sake, that'll be important. Correct. Bart, you did, bu- you did bumpers very well. In my opinion, that's the sign of a true radio person. Because I listen to some stations, some shows, and it's like, they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. It doesn't click for them how it's supposed to sound and how this is supposed to work. There's just a lot of people that don't get it. And before all of my coworkers get it, I believe, but I listen to other stations and it's just like, you got it. Yeah. Every time I listen to the Brewers on the radio, I always catch the Gavin DeGraw bumper. And it's good. It is right. It's the first. That's a, I, I agree. That's a tremendous, that's a great bumper. I like when they do, um, they do Boulevard by Jackson Brown. I think that's a tremendous bumper. They have a, a country song. That's a real Raider, uh, real Rager shit. Which one is it? Well, now I'm going to, I have a second playlist to make now. Anyways. When I worked at KFIZ and we did high school sports, I would take the Brewers, what they did as bumpers and use them for our high school bumpers to stay consistent. So the station has a consistent sound. See, this is radio guy not in radio it's a travesty anyways paul, i'm monopolizing your show paul please no it's all good all right now i have a packers one uh not a chuck and winkler verse chuck and winkler verse all right bart Can i complain see- about bob euchre for a second whoa sure no there's just there's one commercial now that they run too where it's like a q a like Bob's asking like a guy about I don't know setting up a deck or some some shit like that. You know those 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 type of commercials. Trex composite decking. <laughs> I don't know, but Bob, it's re- it's clearly recorded separate, and the recorder that they use for euchre is way worse. That like this guy recorded it into a microphone, and euchre recorded it like the phone was recording and he was on the other side of the room. It's just really sloppily edited. And I know that Bob's time, 
you know, it's, it's Bob Euchre, but you can, you can, even if he's not going to come to the studio, you can get a nice piece of equipment in his face for five minutes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, how old is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you bet. I like it because it hasn't changed in years, and it's just kind of shitty. I, that's why I love that commercial. I, I hate the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you bet. You bet. Right? It's just dudes being dudes. We don't need to, not every commercial needs to be the world. It can be kind of silly. All right. All so right. less a complaint about Bob and more of a. That's a production complaint. That's not a bot. That's not a talent complaint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bart, you suggested, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. You suggested. Does during- anyone want to know what's behind me on my Dan Shaney YouTube stream? Uh, I'm yes, very you much. You can so. interject all these things before you let Paul start his question. I mean, I- and then when you're done, let Paul start. You wait until Paul starts and then you jump in. Somebody, I, I left a pause so that you could have maybe said something else, and then they made me a drawing of the Bradley Center. I see that. That's, That's a planter's peanuts mirror that used to be at my grandma's. I just put the WBA award up. Nice. That's the 1990 Packers with everyone's autograph except for Brent Fullwood. <laughs> My wife got me this, and then I thought the Packers were going to – she got me that in 13 because then I thought the Packers would win. It's a four-time Super Bowl champs. Uh, I thought it would be outdated. There's some other shit. Okay. Should I try again? Yeah. Ask Grant. I'm going to go give my son a hug goodbye before school. Okay. That's, that's very the only way Paul's going to get through his question is if you leave. So maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, leave. Okay. I think I hear him Bye. stomping. Couldn't tell what that was. All right, Grant. Bart suggested during his Friday episode, and then he said the following. He said, "You know, maybe I'll maybe maybe Paul will bring this up for." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Oh, I will take the cue." He's probably since forgotten. He said. Well, he was debating whether it was a more important season for Matt LaFleur or Jordan Love. I don't know if you've talked about this. I don't know. I'm not usually up on all the the latest Twitter conversations as well. Um, To me, it was something I had not personally considered or thought about. I'm going to ask you whether you think this is a more important season for Matt LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Or mm -mm. mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so cuz I I think he's under the gun in lots of different ways. Like yes, he needs to call the right offense and set Jordan Love up for success. Um and that's really important this year because I think for years Paul we've said we just want someone who can run the offense. Yeah. Well, that means that your offense better be pretty good, right? If you're getting rid of a quarterback, and there were lots of reasons they got rid of Rodgers, but if you are moving on for a quarterback that does less and simply runs your offense, that means your offense better be pretty good. So the offense better be pretty good. Um, So Matt LaFleur is obviously the gun or under the gun for that reason. I think that he is going to have his work cut out for him this year in getting some of the veterans to buy in and to wrap their arms around a season where they'll probably take a step back. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like they went nine and eight last year or eight and nine. 
Yeah. But there was the threat. There was the promise of them being a postseason contender right until the bitter end. Yeah. If they Agreed. get to week 10 and it becomes clear that they're not in the postseason race, then he's going to have his work cut out for him with players like Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander and Kenny Clark. Getting those players to still wrap their arms around this season and be excited about working with the young guys and making progress with the young guys. Um, that's not really something that a Packers coach has been tasked with for a long time. I understand that there were down years because of injuries, you know, 2017, 2018, but an honest to goodness team that just isn't good enough to make the postseason possibly. And a coach needing to sell that to his players and to his locker room and and to still keep things building in the right direction. That's a big task. And that's ultimately going to be Matt LaFleur's task. And if Anders Carlson stinks and has some hiccups, that's something else he's going to have to sell to his team. So I I think not just from a schematic standpoint, Matt LaFleur is, is, Got a lot of different things on his plate this season. So, yeah, I'll say Matt LaFleur. Bart, I'll reset this for you in a moment now that you're back, but I'll just respond to Grant real quick. More than likely, you know, you're talking about like the veterans in the, the locker room who will have – what type of thoughts will they have going on if the season's like three and six or something and not like a three and six where it's like – you know, things are turning around, but like a three and six where it's like, okay, this is just what we are. David Bakhtiari is not a Packer next year, right? I think we mostly agree on that. Is Aaron Jones probably – I know he said this four years in a row, but it's probably not. Is A.J. Dillon he's, – he's on the last year of his rookie deal. Maybe not a Packer next year. Is Rashawn Gary – like, what, is he going to get the extension? I mean, we I think we assume he is, but he's coming off the ACL. Are they going to – how long are they going to wait to offer him an extension? Will it happen before March of 2024 when he's officially a free agent? So if you start to go into business for yourself because you're like, well – I don't, I'm not under contract next year. Or if you are under contract, it's a very lightly guaranteed situation. So there's a lot of really key players who, if the season is not going well, will have to be managed, coached in a, in a particular way. Bart, uh, to reset it for you, you, you suggested this. I'm curious if you remember saying it, but you said this during your Friday episode where you contemplated momentarily of who this is a more important season for Matt LaFleur or Jordan Love. And you said, oh, maybe we'll ask it during, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I jotted that down and, and remembered it. Do you recall this at all? <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Okay. So that's that. Yeah, then you definitely don't remember what you said four days ago. Um, I do remember. Okay. So I, I wanted to ask it. I thought it was a, a, an interesting thought that, that Grant just answered. Not sure how much of it you caught before you returned. This is a more important season for Matt LaFleur than it is for Jordan Love. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. My son was cats in the cradling me. He's like, I don't want to give daddy a hug. Oh, no. I think, well, first of all, do you like how everyone is like, oh, shit, Jordan Love might be good now. Even McAfee had, I saw, now, Grant, you wouldn't see this because you're blocked, but uh, I saw his three-minute clip on just how good Jordan Love looks. But let me, you know let me, let me but, say but, some but, things. Hold on, but, but nationally, nationally, the talk is how good Jordan Love is. And locally, at least in some sections of the interwebs, is like the Sean Clifford nonsense. So, yeah, like, like, the national guys. story is evolving in a positive direction. The local story is in a bit of a weird little moment here. But sorry, go ahead. That's because we get, like, there's so many takes in preseason, and we're all trying to extinguish this one. Yeah, all of our energy is like, so we're at, we're actually amplifying it. Yeah, like just let it be. 
Um, okay, so two things. One, before I answer your question, I don't want McAfee talking about love. I don't like when he does it. You're a Rogers show. You're a Rogers guy. Also, who's the guy that's a Packer fan on their show? Ty? That sounds right. If he's a Packer fan, that's great. He's like become like the most notable Packer fan. I don't like that. I don't like that all Packer questions go through this man. And then he gets to talk to Rogers and he's on ESPN. Like him? Okay. Also, I, her, I watch Kurt Benkert on Twitter. And I understand what he's going through. He feels like he was wronged and he wants to be vindicated. And I, this was, this was a story of my life, but what was he wronged in? This guy was released as the quarterback. He never complains about not getting a chance to be a quarterback. He's always complaining about the social media. The the social media department is probably like, the third string quarterback walks in and says, guys, I got all these ideas. And they're probably like, uh, Kurt, that's not how we do things. And he's like, oh, they were so curmudgeon. No, it's the third string quarterback walking into the social media room. Yeah. Like, why are you here? Go win the job, Kurt. Go try to play. What are you doing? You had a nice game in the preseason. Go build on that. So it's like, does he want to be a quarterback or does he want to be in social media? I don't, it's just weird. Oh, like every time I open up my for you tab, it's, I would, I told you so about this. And anyway, you know, you, you know what you could do. You could block him. Oh wait, just kidding. You cannot block him. Well, I can't, well, well I can. Um, <clears throat> I think it is a more, well, is it a more important year for Love or Lafleur? I think because well, if Love sucks, he's done. Wait a minute, say that again. If Jordan Love sucks, they will move on. Uh, after one starting season? If he sucks. You... You think there's a scenario outside of recovery from an injury like an ACL situation that Jordan Love is not the 2024 week one starter? Well, I don't think so because I don't think he sucks. But let's just, I mean, just play it out. Like, I don't think there's a Zach Wilson level of bad he would have to be. First off, he won't. 15, then they're drafting Drake May. But would they start in week one of his rookie season when that has when this whole thing is about oh you sit I'm not saying you would you would sit Drake May for three years and I don't watch college football and I, and I know who Drake May is but like you I don't think you would I don't would you I don't know okay so that's the scenario if you're two and fifteen and you draft Drake May that's the scenario where Jordan Love is the starter well I'm just trying to think like where the urgency is so is there a scenario where Jordan Love's not the quarterback next year is there a scenario where Matt Lafleur gets fired. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're both here next year, re- probably regardless. I think that's I think that's I would agree with that. But if if love looks good, and they're like six and eleven, 
I mean, I, I we don't we don't know if Jordan Love is good. We don't know if Matt Lafleur is good. Who do you think is more likely to prove to be good? Love. LeFleur. I agree with. Whoa, interesting. Okay, say more. I don't know. I think he'll get guys open. I think Did you hear my great – I don't know if you caught – so here's my great take that I brought to CBS Sports Radio. And when I do so much CBS Sports Radio, so I used to think of it as, yeah, play around here and then flesh out the thoughts and give them to the masses. Now on when, when I did so much CBS Radio for a week, and it was a, it was a Friday night – Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, Monday morning swing, where it was, I just felt like I was there the whole time. A wraparound series. It really was. So when I'm doing that primarily, I just flesh out thoughts as they come there with no filter. And one of the things that I said was coaches should be required once during training camp to play a game of Madden in front of their team. (laughs) Because I want to see what your strategies are and and what you like. But I also want to see you clock manage. I want to see you clock manage. I think there's some coaches that scoff at the idea of Madden. Where else do they get clock management practice? Everyone's so bad at this. Yeah, these 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 preseason games that are ending in ties. You're already there. Play it out. You have something to play for. That Washington Baltimore game was exciting. It's on the play for. They beat the streak. Paul, I don't know if you tape that and watch it later. I'm aware of what happened. Yes. It's it's like you're already there. Do something. You're already there. Good song mm. by Lone Star. I just don't think Madden is a very good game, but I do like the idea of them needing to put it on the line in, in front of their players. Like the boss needs to find a way to occasionally remind those under him that he could do any of their jobs better than they could more efficiently. Like they, that reminder needs to be there. I'm a big fan of every once in a while, the boss showing up and just showing everyone what's up. I don't know if Madden's the way to do that, but I also don't know. Like when Michael Scott would go to a client and just kick ass. Yeah. It's like, when oh, you you suck as a boss, but. But you, you got to be the boss name. because you were such a good salesperson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, why I'm saying all this is I still think there's a lot where like Lafleur, I do believe knows a lot about football and I do believe like understands some of this stuff at a, at a different level, but he is doing a lot of the coaching stuff, especially in game, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and and every time he screws it up. So maybe he's got what four years now. What, talk, what, about, what are you talking about first time? It's just year five, isn't it? Year five, four, five, yeah, but he's still five. doing things last year where he's like, ah, you know, I got to prepare for that better. And there's a whole thing with when they travel in the playoffs. He just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. No, I, I, I think if, if he tries to play those excuses this season – I think it should fall on extremely deaf ears because the it to Grant's point, he is new at this, generally relatively speaking. But you can't be this far into your head coaching career and still be still like, yeah, you know, I, I guess I got that one wrong, and uh, I got I, we probably should have left a day earlier, or uh, like 
I would not. Hey, Matt, I would not recommend you going that route this year, buddy. Well, like, I mean, you're that's, gonna have to, yeah. Keep it, keep it to yourself with that stuff. Like, I don't. If you guys mess up the travel, I, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about it. If yeah. you should have traveled a day earlier and you think you lost because of that, keep it to yourself because I yeah. don't. I don't want to hear it. Another and, thing. And, and by the way, I thought I always thought he might have been doing some of that, saying some of that. Not just the travel stuff specifically, but some of his like falling on the sword stuff. I thought he might have been doing that to protect Roger's ego. Totally. Yeah. And now right. that that's not, it makes him look players. shitty. It, it totally made him look shitty. And I think he accepted that to keep the relationship with Rogers as strong which as is could. Ba- which is ab- absurd. Right. I, right. You yeah, know, and I think, I think if things work out perfectly, Rogers will play a few years for the jets and then Zach Wilson will step in and it'll be 18 to 20 years of elite quarterback play. I just think that's okay. Sorry. Tangent. <laughs> um, but yeah. So wait, so Bart, you're, you're saying, Oh, keep going. I, I interrupted. Sorry. I think there's more, there's probably more pressure on love. I I agree with that. Oh, Grant, Grant. Shaker. He'll get, he'll get di- like love's going to get dissected. Every goddamn throw he makes. Yeah. Matt LaFleur's not. Matt LaFleur, love sucks. He'll get a pass again. What? No, no, no. We're also going to look for every reason under the sun to, to prove to ourselves and to say that Jordan love is good. Like we're gonna we're gonna comb over yeah. every Jordan Love play, and we're gonna be like, see, there, there it is. That's why. Like I don't know. I think I think Matt Lafleur is more under the gun this, year. or at least that's how I felt. We we talked about this. I remember filling in for Bill with his former producer Ben for two weeks in April and May. We talked about this nonstop. I, I think Lafleur's under more pressure. And something we didn't even mention, he brought back Joe Barry. I was gonna mention. No one believes yeah. is a good defensive coordinator. So if the defense gets off to a crummy start through six games, yep. and everyone's looking around thinking we're doing this again, we're wasting another season again on a guy that we're all but sure is not the answer for our defensive coordinator. What are we doing? So that's that's another thing that Matt Lafleur has on his plate. I was gonna, Grant. If you hadn't mentioned it, that was my next thing. Is it's not just about how Lafleur manages in game. It's not going to just be about how he runs the offense. It's going to be about the success of Joe Barry's unit because. If it's not good, guess who not only brought Joe Barry back, but had like this staunch defense of like, this is a, an accomplished, good defensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah. And he, I mean, he stuck his neck out there by bringing him back, but also then the the defense of, of Joe Barry. And so, yeah, I totally agree with you, Grant. I um, think the offensive coordinator stuff will be there for LaFleur. I think we'll see the scheme. I mean, go back and watch highlights from 2020 when Rodgers won his first MVP and you can see, oh, there's a LaFleur thing and that's different. And I haven't seen this before. And like, I think the offensive coordinator stuff will be fine. It's, it's a lot of the other things that I think have been the question with LaFleur, but by and large, I think he's a very good coach. If you have confidence in LaFleur to win week one, I would suggest picking the Packers as your survivor entry in the splash sports pool. Go to splashsports.com backslash Winkler and sign up today for our $20 survivor pool. Winner takes the pot. Um, the more people that play, the more you can win. So get your friends to sign up. Splashsports.com backslash Winkler. Good read. Good read. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on love, LaFleur? Um. I actually, I think we hit most angles there. I don't I like think it. we missed anything. Bart, Good conversation. I agree. Breaking Monday news. 
was about Jonathan Taylor. There are at least three teams that should trade a first-round pick for the services of Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. So what I saw. <laughs> I was waiting to see what you used. Yeah. Was um, they were talking about this maybe during the Monday night game. But what Jonathan Taylor wants is a contract. Which he's not. So doing. you have to like, if you're trading for him, are you going to give him that contract? But then. Oh, yeah. But but then you have to. You have to get him. So you're essentially paying him but you're paying a team for him. You are paying to pay him. You're paying twice. Which is almost always the case in these situations where it's a star player, a well-reputable player who's like, that's, that's what, that's how this works. And then there's the, there's the, like the Colts don't want to pay him money, but they want a first round pick from like, they don't want, they don't value him a certain way, but if you want him, you need to value him that way and so it's like i have this thing i don't want oh can i have it for a fair price no you must have it for the most price yep yeah Yeah. that's a good breakdown yeah are there teams that should trade for him who's a jonathan taylor away from the super bowl i tried to do this on air uh, the other night on my show I, and I'm like, I'm just reaching for the fun. Like, wh- what would be the most fun destination? Like, what Dolphins. would make the most sense? Dolphins. I, yeah, Dolphins would be cool because they would have a, a, a base. They would have a track team between yeah. Tyreek Hill and Waddle, and like it would be great. And Bart is drinking out of a mug that has a B for Bart. I'm assuming. Yes, I've used this mug before, and they also these were the mugs they used on Will and Grace. Mm. Is there Mountain Dew in there, or are you drinking coffee and a Mountain Dew right now? I'm drinking both. This is Pete's coffee. <clears throat> nice. Promo code Pete uh, at checkout. I I think the Dolphins would be the most fun. I don't know if it makes a, a world of sense for the Dolphins. Why not? Well, because it's Mike McDaniel who hails from Kyle Shanahan's tree. And what do we say about Kyle Shanahan? You just plug in whatever running back. Raheem well, Moses. Well, but, but what did what – did, what did Shanahan go out and trade for last True. season? And True. it completely changed his offense. I don't know that it did. I don't know that it did. It was fun. Oh, yes. it, it was great for fantasy owners. I don't know that it completely changed his offense. I it changed know. his offense. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. Okay. I thought that was a dumb trade. But okay. you were wrong, right? You like you. I remember you thinking it was a dumb trade, Bart, but you changed your tune, right? No, they don't need them. Oh, okay. Why do the Niners need McCaffrey? I didn't. I didn't like the trade either. I would not have traded all that for Christian McCaffrey if I was San Francisco. Then I saw it happen in front of me, and I said, "Oh, now I get why you did." Why do the Niners think they can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Because that's all you sometimes need in that type of system. No, I everyone. Everyone's going. Everyone's going. Establish. Everyone's going. Quarterback that we've drafted and developed, or we have a good team, and we're going to get a elite quarterback towards the end of his career which is a dumb way of team building but yes but it's worked recently for not to call stafford elite but it's worked recently for the rams buccaneers 
Broncos. It shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked for the Rams. We should not use the Rams as evidence for that. As, as a but good those are the two ways that teams win Super Bowl. And now the Niners are like, nah, we can just throw any fucking guy at quarterback and win. I, I love the plight of Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. It's there, there's something, there's a Greek tragedy to it. And that Kyle Shanahan probably sits at home at night and thinks, if I could just get the quarterback that my, my fellow coaches have, then I would win titles. But he can't because the fact that he doesn't have a great quarterback is why his roster is so good. So yes. he sits at night and think, I have the roster. I have the offense. I need the quarterback. But if you have the quarterback, then you don't have the rock. It's like trying to keep two dogs in a bathtub at the same time. And this is the, the plight. This is the tragedy of Kyle Shanahan. And I love it that he's stuck and that he can't, he can't get out of it. I enjoy it a lot, mostly because I don't like the Niners. They've bounced our Packers from the playoffs a, a good number of times. Very good analogy. Thank you. See how much analogies help. Yeah. Oh, analogies are the best. Like I described aunt versus aunt as walking around your house. It, it helps to visualize things. I've got a breaking weather update. Lindsay Slater of Channel 12 said, big heat coming. Excessive warning in effect for Wednesday. There's a heat dome covering a good portion of the greater United States right now. It's a term that I had never seen until the other day. Mark, who is coming to the tailgate. Wait, the Mark from all the emails throughout the years? No, this is her real Mark. Any chance for a lake breeze during the Brewer game? He responded to Lindsay. And Lindsay responded, Southeast win 5 to 15. So not much. I'm bringing, I think I'm going to bring a fan. Um, I think I'm going to bring one of those clip-on fans. Can you bring those into the game? Is there a way I can plug a fan into, like, can I, can you, do you, do you have a, can I plug like a, a power cord into my car somehow? You are going to, we are going to get the pleasure. All the tailgate attendees are going to get the pleasure of watching a man sweat more than any man in the history of the world has ever sweated tomorrow. Me? Yes. I know. You hate hot weather more than anyone I've ever met. So this is this is the Greek tragedy. Is that I have this tailgate and it's the hottest day of the year. Mm-hmm. The hottest day of the year! I wonder if people will bail. I wonder if people will say, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to go to this. Oh, uh, I would never... In fact, the vacation day I'm taking tomorrow is going to allow me to also get drunk tonight. So I'm Ubering into Madison and I'm going to get into some trouble. And then I'm going to wake up at 10 tomorrow and make my way down 94 and do it all over again. I'm going to bring a big old cooler. I'm going to, I, I, I need to bring some cash for, for you and, and old M and the F because you guys are, you guys are doing too much. I mean, maybe yeah. you're not, this is your tailgate after all, and you are seasonally unemployed at the moment. So maybe, I don't know. No, I've uh, I've spent money on this. Yeah, yeah. You should be reimbursed. So I'm gonna bring some cash, bring some beers. I'll bring Captain for you, Bart. That'll be it. No, I'm not doing any hard liquor. <laughs> you shouldn't. Neither should I. Let Nobody. me just be clear, uh, Grant. Co- counter to Grant, if I was going and then I saw the weather was gonna do this, I would bail like a motherfucker. Oh, come on, Paul. All right, just I was a little heat. Um, I do think Bart and I would probably be 
top contenders against each other for this. I think if people are going to, I think if you're on the cusp of bailing, on the come, come to the tailgate and bail on the game. Isn't Mm -hmm. Corbin Burns pitching Wednesday? Yeah, go watch him at Kelly's or some shit tomorrow. Go spend money in Milwaukee. Go support Milwaukee. Oh, look at you, Bart. Yeah. Good for you, though. So if you're thinking of bailing, come to the tailgate. I'll go see our friends at Stenny's instead. But Kelly's bleacher sounds nice. Stenny's. Coaches. Third base. Fourth base. Fourth base. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, go to fourth base. Go to fourth base. Say say hi to CJ. I'm gonna get the shaved steak sandwich. That's um, what I like. Yeah, I mean they'll make whatever. I mean that's the cool thing about it is you can kind of just specifically point to things in the hot case and ask for it, and they'll make it. CJ will make it for you. Hot case. All right. What were you saying? That was a, that was a Nelly reference. We all got it. Moved on though. Thanks. I don't know if Grant Tailgate attender got it because he's a young man. Grant, you don't remember the song Hot Shit? No, Nelly, I remember Just a Dream. And oh. that's that's about it off the dome at the moment. Just a Dream. That's your Nelly reference, huh? What is that? What about, no, he probably likes, well, it's all in my head. I I'm think thinking about, about it over and over again. Is that the one with Florida Georgia Line? Tim McGraw. Yeah, Tim McGraw. Oh, I like Tim McGraw. Yeah. I'd listen to I just, some TM, TMG at the tailgate tomorrow. I'm just disturbed that your Nelly references are not like oh country grammar. You're bent out of shape because I referenced the incorrect Nelly song. Oh, big! I'm going to be, this is going to ruin my day. It's not. Tim McGraw's um, dad was a two-time world champion. Hug McGraw, people forget. Mm-hmm. Are there any other Jonathan Taylor teams that you throw out, Grant, on your show? I'm looking through people a list. You are throwing and, out the Bears. Yeah, I, are, I mentioned the Bears. Um What's their, I mean, other than Khalil Herbert, who did they, they let Montgomery go, but they added Dante Foreman, right? They've got this Johnson kid. Oh, yeah. How, where was he picked? Mid to late? I don't know. Herbert seems to be the guy right now. Their quarterback is a running back, so you don't really want to take snaps and carries away from mm, him. Disagree. I kid, I kid, I kid. I, kid. Uh, I, I said Pittsburgh would be kind of cool. What about Najee Harris? They just drafted him in the first round. And he gives a shit. I, I mean, he's, he's he's stinky, but he was drafted in the. They have a bunch of they have a bunch of UW Madison guys there. Nick Herbig looks great. Keanu Benton, T.J. Watt, be kind of cool. Oh, I gotta buy Madden yet and do my Badger team. I always buy Madden and then make a team all Badgers. Really? Yeah, but then I have to fill it in with like, because there's like forty Badgers that are were in camp or thirty five. I could. Should I be a? Should I be a Kurt Benkert? When you stream, never you be a curse banker. You should stream video. I think people would watch you stream video games. I just don't know if Matt. I won't watch you. Well, I'll probably watch whatever dumb shit you put out. But I don't like Madden. I don't think it's a good game. I want to stream NFL '95 on Sega. Oh wow! I saw Go. this Kurt Bankard video last night where he's like, "Look at this play I found to do in the red zone. It works every time. This I should be in jail." You're doing the thing you shouldn't do if you don't like someone's Twitter content, and that's amplifying it every other phrase you say. All right. Um, any other thoughts on Jonathan Taylor or next? There's not a – it's going to be a weird team that gets him. 
I don't know. I wish there was like an obvious. Oh, New England. What about New England? But but the Mer- thing Andre is, Andre Stevenson, and best Andrew player. Hall. They don't have any great great skill position players. I think as we talked about last week, um, or maybe I talked about with this with you on my show, Bart, where it's like they have all those guys where like if those are your fantasy football players, you're kind of up a creek. Like they just, there's not a lot of special there, but the best guy they have is already a running back. So are they getting right. that much better if they acquire Jonathan Taylor? Probably not. Any, anywho, we can move on, Paul. Brewers question. They are, they were off on Monday. By the time people hear this, they will of course play Tuesday night. Things could change with the rooster between now and then. Uh, that's roster. <laughs> oh, I made the rooster. Did you get the reference? No, I thought you meant when we were like, uh, what were we saying? I don't know. He should be off the roster. <laughs> He's that one needs to be on the playlist. You know what else should be on the playlist is when Bart and Horvat did Jordan Love. You'll be the worst quarterback ever. Yeah, people forget how much their tune has changed over the years. Right, mm-hmm. we need a little G force. G force, I think that's on Spotify. Let me check. Okay, mm-hmm. so Brewer's question for you about the about the roster it hasn't come up to this point in our conversation, so I think it should. As Keston Hira continues to absolutely rake, Player and, of the week. and Nashville sounds um, first ballot Hall of Famer. There's more and more, you know, as we get closer to September, there's more and more things that I'm seeing of like fans wondering like seriously what is the deal like where is he not coming why is he not coming up um so september when the rosters how do roster expansions work now is it two do you only get two more spots i know back in the day it was like up to like 40 right yeah, but I think now it's 28 in the month of september so keston hira will be called up this season eventually finally by the Milwaukee Brewers. Well, actually, let me take that back. Not will be. GM Winkler, GM Bills. Keston Hira should. Owner, please. Owner should be called up, in your opinion. He should be called up. He's done enough. You got to find out if he can. You got to give him one more chance to crack at this. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm, they should call up Keston Hira this season. Maybe it's in September when they can do the two extra spots. But this season. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. I don't see them using him. And if you're not going to consistently for at least like the first week or so, you probably don't do it, right? I mean, and they just got Rowdy back. You're, there you're, you're not going to play him in the in the field, so you're not going to DH him. So you're going to bring him in for pinch hit spots, and Council will probably find a different reason to go with someone else. Maybe because he prefers playing good players. I I mean, Council's an ass, but <laughs> maybe that's one of the reasons he would find. I just. Well, you're not in the KH train? Why would you be? He can't play himself out of AAA. I don't know. Well, he's, he's probably done everything a player possibly could in AAA to get called up. The problem is that we've seen this a couple times, a few times. Plenty of, play, plenty of players have been great at the AAA level. Like, it, and it happens at every level where there's players that are killer in AA and they can't make the step or players that are killer in AAA and they can't make the step. If you want to call up Keston here, cool. I think it's worth a shot. I think the way that Mark Canna and Carlos Santana have been pretty nice additions and Roddy Telez is back, I think there's less of a need for him now than there was a need for Keston a month ago. 
So I think the the dying need is passed. But if, if you make the argument, Grant, I want to call up Kesson Hero. Okay, that's fine. But don't preach to me that he's been killer in AAA and that's why we need to bring him up. We've seen this a dozen times now, you know? And by the way, not, not that I'm going to advocate for Jesse Winker getting a ton of at-bats, but he's on his way back as well. So, I mean, it's just another person in the way, potentially, where you're saying, oh, this guy or that guy. Something's and, in the way. Mm. I don't know that song. Keep going. Nirvana. Is that Our Lady Peace? Um, Bart, they should they should call up Keston here this season. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. give him another, give him one more chance. Well, I think so. I, I mean, I, look what he's doing at AAA. <laughs> Just call him off. He's good. The they fuck? should have called him up a month ago. A month ago, when everyone was hurt and they were playing three or four replacement level guys every day. You gotta, was- you gotta look at the theory that he doesn't want to come up. What if they're like Keston? We're gonna bring you up for and he'll he's he'll practice. I ain't going up for a month and a, or a week and a half. Got to live out of a hotel. Just let Toro go up this time and don't play him. <laughs> he's like, hey, I, man, I got a good thing going here. I got a lady down here. I got you know I I got a great apartment. Nashville's great this time of year. I don't want to go to Milwaukee. You get to go watch. The Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman-led Nashville FC anytime he wants. Giannis. Giannis also. I mentioned him third among this trio of celebrities. And it's Nashville SC. Oh, really? They call it soccer? Mm -hmm. According to a source. That feels controversial. Keston Hira is, quote, not open to leaving Nashville. He is, quote, not open open to moving out of Tennessee. A second source tells me. What happened to you that know, guy? That's all it takes to get a national radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quote, exactly. open. He had, remember that guy, what was his name? Jared? George, was that was that Jordan Schultz? No. No, it was no. Jared Stillman. Yeah, he had the quickest uh, <laughs> what are these? Air quotes. Quote, quote yeah. quickest, he is, quote, open. This is like the quickest ever. I like that his realtor was a source and it was just some some random dude. I had a source call the Thrill Michaels show last week. Didn't want to go on the air. Nothing pisses me off more, by the way, than when people call during commercial breaks. I don't want to go on. I just wanted to. Man, this is my break. I'm sitting here for three minutes. Let me itch my nuts and scroll my phone for three minutes before I have to go back on the radio, okay? They'll be like, no, I I don't have time to go on air. I just wanted to tell you, this guy lives up in Tomahawk and Mason Crosby apparently has a cabin up there and he spends his days up north, snowmobiling in the winter, of course, but in the summer, getting in his practice kicks at the local high school. And this caller swears that Mason Crosby is waiting idly by for the phone call and he's staying close by waiting for the phone call. I don't know if there's any truth to it. I tried to get off the phone as quickly as possible because I did I'm brave. It was a five-minute commercial break. A five-minute commercial break, Bart, that's everything. You can do anything and everything during a five-minute oh, yeah. commercial break. Wow. And this guy wanted to call and tell me about Tomahawk, but I don't know. A source I had someone tell me, and it, it they may be listening to this show right now, and they know who they are, but 
I knew that Brad Leonard was going to Illinois two weeks before he went. Brad Leonard? Brad Leonard is a guy I went to high school with. Okay. Jim Leonard. Oh. Jim I, Leonard. I, oh, I thought I I thought I was like, oh, yeah, that's before my time, obviously. I Brad Leonard is a guy I went to high school with. Jesus Christ. Jim Leonard. I think I know who your source was on this. Jim, I don't think you do. I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, Jim Leonard went to Illinois. I knew he was going there. And he could have broken that news, and he didn't. Well, what, what am I going to say? You could well, have said, let me, let, me, you know, let, me write, let me write your script for you. Jim Leonard is, quote, open, open to, to joining the Illinois program. How great is it that Brett Bielema hired him, by the way? Because Brett Bielema made up an analyst job and sold Jim Leonard on taking this analyst job. Jim Leonard could work an hour a week. Brett Bielema does not give a shit. Brett Bielema just did this, and he's thrilled, and he should be, because it's funny that he got to be the reason that there was a headline out there that a Big Ten West rival had hired Jim Leonard. He did all of this just to do that. And that is let I am so back in kind of like when the game hired Chuck just to, for the headline. Yeah. Yep. And then buried him. Yep. So I have two more brewers should call up because these, you know, we're getting close to that time of year. I'm going to ask them in tandem. And this, this is a, I, I'm sure I saw this at least partially through either Brett and Tosa tweeting about it or responding to tweets. So I'm going to ask them in conjunction, the brewers this year should call up Tyler Black the Brewers this year should call up Jackson Churio. Mm-hmm or mm-mm on those two this season. Uh, Grant, you might know more than me. I I say no. I, I, I'm not, like, following Tyler Black's at-bats with, like, obsession. Like, I feel like I'm the only one not. Churio, you can wait on Churio. You can, should you? I mean, this if, if where is he? Double A. So you don't think Keston can hit big league pitching after smashing Double A? And you think this nineteen-year-old kid is going to hit bombs off Spencer Strider? Yeah, Paul. What are you saying? I don't know. Um, I think like I. Th- well, so so I'm actually surprised by your answer, Bart, because I would have thought in this in this era of like you have Burns, you have Woodruff, you have Peralta, you have Devin Williams, you have this pitching staff that you would do anything you could to inject more pop into your batting order. I am always the patient one. I think a few weeks ago, Bart, you asked me like, dude, how long do you think you're going to live? Like, I would just say I'm. You did remember this whole thing where you said you're always maximizing your. You asked that question. It was awkward. Um, I I would take the patient approach. I'd be very worried that I would. I think mess I'll hit something. 85 if I make it past 45. So there's a there's a okay. You got to get past 45 to get to 85. Um, I would take the patient. Well, I mean, I mean, a little, we're a little touch and go here. So I'm gonna say as I zoom past your <clears throat> almost. 40, you're almost 40, so you're almost at your your midlife crisis. Um, I'm going to say mm-mm to both because I would take the patient approach and be worried that I would mess something up. You, you can't mess these up. Um, 
By the way, they also might get Garrett Mitchell back. So like that's a name we didn't mention in this string of possible 2023 late season additions from injury. So I'm going to say as much as I would be very, very curious and glued to my TV if they did get called up, not that I'm not watching regardless, but like it would be like absolute must-see TV. I'm going to say mm-mm, take the patient approach. But that's typically how I view these things is to take the patient approach. Grant, your thoughts. I am in 2016-2017 Jason Kidd Radio Joe Bucks postgame show mode with this Brewers team in that I just want them to get in and anything that happens after that is icing on the cake. And I know that kind of sounds like a loser mentality, but if they can get in and have an awesome rough and rowdy first or second round series that they lose, but Joey Weimer and Bryce Trang and Sal Freelich all get this experience and Christian Yelich feels like he's kind of back into the swing of normal things, then we can hit the ground running next year and the year after when hopefully a lot of these young guys are starting to come into but, the But, but, that's uh, also the time that Burns leaves and Woodruff leaves and like. You're, you're preaching to the choir on that. You're preaching to the bites of the apple choir. I understand that. I, I do. Um, but I, I, I don't think calling up Jackson Churio or Tyler Black gets them any close to a title this year. I just think then you're, you're adding in another young player's mouth that you need to feed with the bats and you need things to go well for that player. And if not, you're actually doing more harm than good. So I would just stay focused on the young guys they have up here. And if Garrett Mitchell can come back, great. Get them meaningful baseball reps in September and hopefully October so they they have a feeling for what that's like. They have a feeling for for fighting off a, a division team and, and locking down a playoff spot. And then they have that experience going into next year and the year after. I don't think bringing in more young guys helps. By the way, since we last – was it a week ago or two weeks ago where we talked about the, like the lefty-righty split stats for Joey Weimer? Uh-huh. I don't know if you've noticed how pronounced – it is now where council does not use Weimer against righty pitching anymore. Like he like fifth inning. What game was it where Freelick came in for Weimer in the fifth when whatever team it was changed pitchers from uh, a righty or from a lefty to a righty. Yeah. That, that, I think, I mean, I think we're already finding out what Weimer is and isn't, which is a great, great hitter against lefties and someone you cannot play against righties. Um, Bart, any other thoughts? Uh, so I don't think you've answered yet, Bart. Are you are you calling these guys up? No, no. To use an well, analogy, oh, you're good at these. You have brought home some really delicious take and bake pizza that you know is going to be just. People are going to be like, "Is this delivery?" Like, no. It's fucking DiGiorno. <laughs> That's right. I thought you were going. You don't take the pizza out when it's not fully cooked. Then, then it, then it, you're like, well, it was going to be great. Should have let it cook a little more. Let these guys cook by not letting them cook. Or we all agree. So we all went with, Mm-mm, don't call them up. But I do think it's interesting. What team was it that, was it the, oh, the Angels just called up their 2023 draft pick, who they drafted a month and a half ago. Yeah, no, anything they do is fucking stupid. They're, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, don't don't yeah. take your cues from the Angels. Yes. Um, the Reds just called up yet another young player, Marte, um, to add to their collection of guys who 
I think like historically would have been left in the minors longer, either because of service time BS, like, you know, the Chris Bryan situation back in whatever, 2013 or whatever with the Cubs when he was a, a rookie and they stalled it until April 15th or whatever. Um, teams are doing this more. They're just saying, all right, bring them up. Let's see what happens, which I think is interesting. I think that's a good thing for baseball, but I would take the conservative approach with my team. And I think Bart, it's actually, I, I like what you said too about, or was it Grant? Sorry. That said about like too many other young mouths to feed. Um, that was me. If they if they had a veteran laden team, I did the DiGiorno bit. <laughs> Sorry, how could I have mistaken like the, the guy who went for the DiGiorno's analogy versus the uh, it's fucking DiGiorno baseball analysis? Um, <laughs> if they didn't have all the other youths on the roster, I think you could. You know, somewhere in America, there was like a you're you're kidding me. This isn't delivery. Like it was like. Because, you know, somewhere it happened. He's like, I'm t- telling you, I'll show you the box. This is a DiGiorno pizza. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking with me, man. You had to have delivered this. It's not delivery. It's, it's DiGiorno. Uh, it's in the same family as the, uh, that's not a Buick. And then the, per- that's what I told him. I also enjoy the Buick commercials. I will say that every time. I don't splurge for the DiGiorno's. I get the Jacks. And no one has ever, ever accused me of ordering delivery when I've served them at Jacks. They're well aware of what kind of pizza they're eating. Love Jacks. I do as well. I keep a jar of banana peppers in my fridge, sprinkle some of those on there, take it up a notch. Not many notches. Jardinier. Jardinier, yep. Italian. That's my my Italian recipe. Italian frozen pizza. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Grant, I'm guessing we're getting close to the end of your time allotment. I do have to go in a couple minutes. I have – so I have one more question I'm going to ask the two of you. Mostly I'm going to ask this to Bart. But then, Grant, when you leave, uh, listeners alert, I'm going to ask Bart some wrestling questions, some pro And listeners alert, I'm going to save those for later in the week. Oh, you are? Probably. Okay. I don't Paul know what Friday's show is going to yet, so. Okay. That – is disappointing, but okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the last one, the last question, the last one, I asked the two of you, which is non sports. Bart, Monday night, other breaking news Nicolas Cage is back as Ghost Rider in Avengers Secret Wars. Is this, is this the big thing? Uh, Come on, your boy. Is that happening? You didn't see it? I, I'm breaking Marvel news to you. What? Nick Cage, Ghost Rider, Avengers, Secret Wars. So what they're, I think what they're doing is. Yes. Nicolas Cage making MCU debut, joining the Avengers as Ghost Rider. Yes. So I've done a lot of the MCU rewatch. I'm up to the post Endgame stuff now. I'm on What If and then WandaVision. But then when I get to Spider-Man. I'm going to watch all the Sony Spider-Mans, the Garfield and the Tobey Maguire. Wow. And then when I get to, like, when I finish, then I'm going to have to go watch all the old, like, because I think Deadpool 3, and I haven't seen the first Deadpools. Really? Oh, wow. But I think Deadpool 3 is going to be, like, them taking that timeline of the X-Men and Ghost Rider and all that other shit. And bringing it in and like killing the timeline. Hmm. 
It's pretty extensive. Sounds like it. It's the greatest. I love it. I can't wait. But yes, it is happening. Well, good. I got to go watch Ghost Rider then. Have you seen the old, like the old ones? No. No. I got to watch a lot of these movies. I skipped on purpose. National Treasure is Nicolas Cage's alma mater, magnum opus. I am one of the Mm -hmm. greatest. Some would say Family Man. Which was kind of just like a ripoff of Mr. Destiny. What was the one movie I just... What was the movie recently? Cage is married to T.A. Leone, and then they like, what if I would have done this kind of movie? Did you guys see, I gotta make sure I'm gonna tell you the right title. That recent movie that he did, um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Talent. Oh, so, so, so good. You saw it, Grant? No. Oh, it's wonderful. I have a lot of movies. I don't really like Nick Cage movies. No, no. This one, he is like, he's Nick Nick Cage as Nick Cage. I'm a cat. I just think of Abed doing him in community, and that kind of ruins Nick Cage for me. It's a wonderful movie with Pedro Pascal. I do like Pedro. He's daddy. What about Renfeld? Was that good? I didn't that see also it. Looked like kind of a funny movie. Renfield. I did not see it. Hmm. I know my my buddy. Uh, not my buddy. I wish Ben Schwartz, the guy I really like. Ben Schwartz is in that. That's why I would have seen it. Good, good buddy Ben Schwartz. I, no, but yeah, I think we. I think we'd be good, good buddies. When in reality, we are not. Uh, that's all I got, except for wrestling questions. Which, all right, uh, well, which I don't want to minimize because there, I, I have a, I have an elite, pun unintentionally but now intended, question for Bart on wrestling. I think it's going to be a great question. Well, I'll let you guys loose. I'm going to go to work. Um, yeah, I'll see everyone at the tailgate. I can't wait. I know, I know this will air on the, you know, but I can't hold back my excitement. I'll, I'll I'll break down the fourth wall or whatever it is and say I'm very excited for the tailgate. So, yes. I'll talk to you gentlemen next week. Bye, Grant. See you soon, pal. See you. Bye.